Come and say, Michael, please stand. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful. The streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me. All as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marks with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. In every Sing you pour out I turn back to praise when the darkness closes in Lord still we will say blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be
we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. This hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. In the highest, peaceiest people on earth, Lord God, in the highest, peaceiest people on earth, Lord God, heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory, we worship you. We praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the whole world. Have mercy upon us, receive our prayer. We worship you. Give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. We worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. For you alone are holy, for you alone are the most high God.
Pray together the collect. O God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Children. <laughs> I'm being assaulted by the army of the Lord. <laughs> this is awesome. Great soldiers, warriors, guardians of the faith. We are grateful you're here. Let's bless all you guys. You got to turn around and look at me this time. <laughs> I want to see you guys. I want to see your smiling faces. Turn around here for me. There you go. I bless you and you and all of you. 
that you would that your hearts would be open and that you would hear the word of the Lord and it would go deep inside of you and make you a great and courageous warrior in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Go fight win. Our first reading this morning is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, verse 9, commencing. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days, and on the Sabbath day we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 67. Let us read responsibly by the half verse. God, be merciful to us and bless us. That your way may be known on the earth. Your salvation on all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. And all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. And all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God shall bless us. All the ends of the earth shall hear. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. And to the is now Our second reading comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 2. 21 beginning in verse 1 now i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away also there was no more sea then i john saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god prepared as a bride adorned for her husband but i saw no temple in it for the lord god almighty and the lamb are its temple 
The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie. But only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. John, chapter 14, beginning at verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Now I have told you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would anoint the word we share this morning, that you would open our hearts to hear what you are saying. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to... Um, I want to start by talking a little bit about the season that we're in. We're in the Easter season, and, I, and I've been, as I've been following the stories, the stories today and the stories through the season, it's obviously, obviously, of course, it's a lot different than Lent, right? In Lent, we're reminded that we need to, you know, take stock of where we are and how we're doing and prepare for, for Holy Week and for Easter, and now it's Easter season, and what are we doing? You know, what's the instruction here? And so I, I noticed in these stories that we were hearing, it was, it was so many times, it's the stories of the disciples right after Jesus is raised from the dead, and they're dumbfounded. <laughs> they just don't know what to think. What, what's going on here? And it is... 
it is it is absolutely amazing and understandable why, right? Um, it says in the Gospels many times that Jesus is explaining to his disciples what's about to happen. Even in the Gospel lesson this morning, he's explaining what's going to happen. And when it happens, they're shocked. And I think about I think about those guys on the road to Emmaus because they articulate this, right? They just happen. They're walking to the city of Emmaus, and some guy comes up and starts talking to them and is like, you know, why so glum? <laughs> right? Why so downhearted? What's what's the matter with you right now? And they're like, Are you the only person in Jerusalem who haven't heard? It hasn't heard what's gone on. This Jesus, we were convinced, was the Messiah, was crucified and died. And not only that, we have this report this morning from some women that they say he's alive. They're dumbfounded. And so they go on their journey, right? And we know the story, right? They get to Emmaus. Jesus breaks the bread. They realize it's him. And they come rushing back. (laughs) It's all shocking, shocking news, right? The week, Holy Week, we know this, right? Because you have the triumphal procession in Jerusalem. You have this torture and crucifixion and death. And then you have the resurrection. It's like that is, that's the week. (laughs) That's the week that changed the world. That's the week that changes our lives. It's like in that moment, everything you ever thought has to be rethought. Because it's all brand new. It's all brand new. So they're grappling with this in the moment. You know, and I've, I've often thought when I look back, you know, Jesus explained it. How could they not get it? Well, you know, we have, to, we have to give them some grace in this one because nothing like this has ever happened before. There's no precedent here. And it's one thing to have it explained. And it's quite another to experience what's happening. Right? So as... As I'm looking at this, right, this is our season. We're hearing the story about what's going on through the, through the readings, like the readings today tell a story, the readings in Easter tell a story. In Easter, in the gospel lessons, we've heard about Easter Day, the stone is rolled away. Shocking, what does that mean? Uh, Thomas says, not going to believe it, not till I see it. Jesus comes to him and says, see it, touch it, my hands, my side. Believe it. Profound. Profound. He falls on his knees, my Lord and my God. What, what do you believe? It's shocking. It's shocking. And so we keep hearing these stories about the disciples walking through this experience of wonder. And let me suggest that this Easter season, every Easter season, it's about doing that. It's experiencing the wonder of of that moment that Jesus rescued us all from hell and raised us up to new life through his death and resurrection. It's like, can you believe it? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, let it sink in. It's the stories about how this is letting it all sink in. What does it really mean? So, Looking at that, right, as I'm telling you this, is that when we look at the gospel lesson, it's like, just so you know, I'm not, I was going to say that I'm not crazy, but (laughs) just so you know, I'm not kidding you here. 
I may be crazy. It says at the end of the reading today, and now I have told you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe. These words are here to help us to understand, but more to believe. We're here to believe. And it begins in this gospel lesson with Jesus. And you know, what's the context of this gospel lesson we're hearing right now? Is that this is in, in the gospel of John. It comes after the Last Supper. It comes after washing the feet. And Jesus is explaining what's going on. And he begins by saying, those who love me will keep my words. And it's interesting because it's, it's about keeping words. And it's, it's the word of God, sure. And it's also the teaching that Jesus has given us, sure. And it's about keeping it, uh, not just acting it out, living it, believing it, but keeping it, carrying it forward, carrying it with you, uh, keeping your word. And then, and then he goes on to say later, he says, but you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ascend to the Father who's greater than I am, and he is going to send the Helper, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to come, and it's going to teach you, and it's going to remind you. Okay, if we're going to keep the word of Jesus, we're going to need a Helper. This is good news. And this Helper needs to teach us. What is it that this... What does this mean? And to remind us of the things that Jesus said. That's how we become keepers of the word. Is the Holy Spirit working in us to teach us and to remind us. And then, and then in this lesson he ends, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And there is this promise. The promise of what God is going to do for us. He is leaving his peace. He is giving us his peace. So as we're letting that sink in, this is the message of Easter. This is the moment, the experience, the wonder, the, the shock, uh, the what do we do now? And right alongside this is this lesson out of the, out of the book of Acts where it's talking about Paul. Many years later, Paul is on, a, I think it's his second missionary trip, and the Holy Spirit gives him a vision. He has a vision in the night. Come to Macedonia. And, and the response is, absolutely, as fast as I can. We went straight there. And they end up in the city of Philippi. <laughs> Philippi is the major city in Macedonia, right? So he hit the bullseye right there. He gets to Macedonia. He gets to the city of Philippi. And he preaches the word at the local gathering place down at the river where people would pray. And this woman, her heart was open to hear what God was saying through Paul. And she was born again. And the city was turned upside down. He stayed. He preached. He wrote letters to these people. You can read them. They're right in the Bible. (laughs) The Philippians. Who do you think those people are? It's Lydia and her friends. And, of course, he turning the city upside down meant he's off to jail. Riots in jail. Thanks for coming, Paul. <laughs> so he goes to jail, and that's, it's, is that a part of the gospel story? Yeah, I'm going to tell you it really is. You bring good news to people, it's going to turn the world upside down, 
and not everybody is going to like it. But that's okay, because Jesus has given us his peace. (laughs) So um, off to jail he goes. Jesse was talking last week about a number of different things, and he was talking a lot about, okay, so we swim in the ocean of this culture. And he he listed out some things that, that the culture proclaims, that they believe and are acting out. And he, he put some of the hashtags in there. The answers are within. Um, follow your heart. Live your truth. You only live once. Never change. And authenticity. All wrong. It's all wrong. It only works in a world that's not true. It only works in a world that's not true. And so we have this this situation we're in of living out this experience of wonder, of shock, of Jesus. God sent his son, he died for us and was raised, and so are we. And the world's like, nah, I don't think so. Off to jail with you. (laughs) Their, Their ideas are wrong. So like, how do you, if we're swimming in this ocean of this culture, how do we get it off of us? Like, how do you even notice? Well, the first thing you do have to notice. How do you notice? you got to pay attention. These things aren't true. They may sound happy, but they're not going to give you happiness. Hmm. Jesus taught us, told us in the gospel, that he's going to send the Holy Spirit to teach us and to remind us of what is true, what Jesus said. So I'm not going to look in my own heart. Who trusts that? It's like, you won't trust my heart. Why should I? (laughs) And you shouldn't. We're all sinners. So we have to, for grace and love, look for what God puts in us that comes from outside of us. And we have to learn in this to shed those bad ideas and those bad behaviors that we might live out as the disciples are learning. How do we live out this life in a resurrected, a world where Jesus is raised from the dead? How do we do that? We got to hear the Holy Spirit. We got to learn what he's teaching us. We've got to remember the words and follow. (laughs) And that way we can keep his word. Why, why, why? Why would we? Why would we? Well, I want to bring up this point. As we've been reading through these Easter readings, part of what we've been listening to is the, the readings out of the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation is showing a pattern of this is right worship. This is what we are meant for, what we are created for. And we see that even in the, the readings today. We are created for right worship. There is an idea, someone articulated this in this phrase, is hell is the suffering caused by false praise. I always thought that like bad theology leads to to a lot of pain and suffering, unnecessary pain and suffering. When you praise, when you offer false praise, it brings suffering, and that is the hell. That's the hell that... We live in from time to time when we stray off the path or the world breaks in on us and crushes hopes and dreams 
It's the hell caused by false praise. And I want to I want to elaborate about that a little bit. Uh, and Jesse, in his you know in his word last week, as he was talking about the the things that we are up against in the world that are taking us in a different direction, he he put up a word up there. It was like sumum bonum, and I thought, yeah, I know what that means. And then I thought, I'm probably the only one in this room, <laughs> probably not. Lots of folks know what that means, but I thought it was worthy of some explanation. What is he talking about, the sumum bonum? It's Latin. Who speaks Latin? Sumum is like the greatest. Bonum is good. If you know anybody who's graduated from a college or something, they have cum laude. They graduated cum laude. That's like with honors. Or they might be magna cum laude, and that's like with, with great honors. And then there's the summa cum laude, and that's like the greatest honors. The summa or summum is about the thing that is at the very highest. And bonum, like if you get a bonus, you're pretty happy. That's a good thing. Bonum is good. The good. The greatest good. The challenge that we have is, in this life, uh, is to know that greatest good from the other goods. I would say that the biggest problems that people fall into is not that they turn away from the greatest good to evil, but that they turn away from the greatest good to something that's almost as good. Or, well, how do you do that? It's just almost as good. Or good. It's good in itself. These things are good things that people turn to, but they are not the highest good. You see that in the world with the with the concept of like tolerance. When you make tolerance your highest good, above all things, be tolerant. Then you find that you are intolerant to a great degree, and all the other virtues that would go into making a good life you are not as important. You become intensely intolerant and angry and bitter and resentful. All these terrible things happen. It's like you can't put something that's not God in the place of God and not suffer lack or ultimately turn to the wrong. And these things are good. They talk about it in the tradition of the church. They talk about there's like four buckets of almost good enough. (laughs) Four buckets of good that people aspire to above all things. I will sacrifice whatever I can in order to get this good. They call them out as uh, wealth, power, pleasure, and honor. Wealth, power, pleasure, and honor. And whatever it is that people put at their highest good, and that's the thing that they sacrifice in order to make praise to, fits in one of those buckets. I'm going to make whatever sacrifice necessary in order for me to be the most successful business person I can become and accumulate the greatest amount of wealth. Or I'm going to sacrifice everything I can to pour into my family so that I care for my family in every single way possible. Family's good. Being successful at work is good. But it's not the good. It's not the sumum bonum. When we talk about right praise and right worship, as it's shown in Revelation, as the teaching this whole season, what are we built for? We are built to worship God in perfection. And we're not going to get there 
if we've got something else in mind that we're aiming at, just not going to get there. And even even in this readings, like in, in Revelation, you know, there's a line in there right after the part we started with, a new heaven and a new, a new Jerusalem came down, a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem comes down. The new city we're going to live in. Um, well, let me just read it. I've got to read it to you out of here because I'll get it right. It's, it's, just, it's Jesus speaking, but I don't think they call him Jesus. This is John, right? We're reading out of John. We're reading out of Revelation. Same guy. Uh, 21, chapter 21 is right at the end. It's the great conclusion of the Bible. It's the, it's the destination of the arc of the story. It's our destination. It's where we're headed. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. That's our destiny. That's what we're built for. That's what we're aspiring to. That is God with us. That is to be in the company of the greatest good, the God who loves you, who gave his son for you, that you might be alive. In this Easter season, these disciples that were reading their stories are trying to come to grips with that idea. It's, it's an idea. It's the word. It's what's real. And coming to grips with that is not easy. You have to pay attention. You have to see what's happening. But then it says, He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And I think about, you know, Jesus. This is Jesus saying, I make all things new. In that movie, uh, The Passion of Christ, Jesus is uh, carrying his cross on the Via Della Rosa, the avenue of regret. And his mother, I think, maybe comes up to him and weeping. And he, he says, it's the line that says, behold, I'm making all things new. Right? The context is here in John's revelation, but in that movie, they put it in that road to crucifixion. And it's like, yes. You think about that week of all weeks. Everything changed. Everything you thought about what was isn't. And you have to think again. You have to let that sink in. Behold, I make all things new. Well, why would I make such a crazy claim that this is what Jesus is talking about, what he did, and especially in light of that week, why would I do all that? Well, I am making all things new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. <laughs> it is done. It is finished. It takes us right back to the cross. It takes us right back to the cross. It is finished. Behold, I make all things new. So, 
turn the page. <laughs> what is God saying to you? <laughs> this is the greatest good. How are you going to live this out? What does all this mean? How do we let all this sink in? There is a there is another sense of like understanding this. Like like the idea is that our faith, our faith, normal, ordinary Christian faith is a radical rejection of the ideas of the world. That's normal. <laughs> a radical rejection of the ideas of the world. And it gives us joy. Like the life we live is a life of joy. But yet here we are rejecting the ideas of the world. And we are radically adopting the words of Jesus. We're keeping his word. And it's got to be radical. Certainly radical in this world. And it brings us joy. He's given us peace. He left his peace for us to have. How do you, how do you let that sink in? Now, part of this, as I said, we, we, it's a radical adoption of the words of Jesus. And I want to I highlight that because adoption, what, what am I talking about, adoption, right? Because I want to I bring to light something about that is that, is that it's, it's not, I'm not saying we understand. I'm not saying we accept. I'm not saying we can explain. We're adopting these words and this life on our own. We have been born again, and it says in Scripture that we are, Adopted sons and daughters of God. He is the firstborn. We're a part of this family. We're a part of this church family, the body of Christ. Adopted. But not, not adopted into this family like um, we're going to live our own life. You know, Live your truth. We're not living our own truth. We're not being authentic by working up something in our own selves. It's this family, this Jesus who has given us his words and his peace, is saying, this is how I am. And we're adopting that. Said, yeah, me too. I'm a part of that family. This is the family that I'm a part of. It's like I'm adopted into it, but I'm... I'm um, <laughs> you know, I'm more a part of the family than the people that were not adopted. I was chosen not just by chance. Right? There's, there's something about this adoption that, that is different than acceptance, different than understanding, different even than a commitment to it. It's, no, nope, this is me now. This is me now. This is me as a part of this family because of the joy, because of the peace. I'm going to live here. Even if the world doesn't like it. I'm, I'm just going to briefly mention this radicalness, and I, and I don't want to go too far down this path, but there is, a, there is an idea of that as a part of this adopted family, as a part of this radical rejection of um, the world and its dead-end ideas, a rejection of the idea that the goods that we hope, we care for, and that we like are as good as the God who loves us. Not putting them ahead of the highest good who God is. And it is, it is this idea, let me just say, it's like you need to love 
what Jesus loved on the cross and despise the things that Jesus despised on the cross. And when we say that, we go back to Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, and, and we think of these Beatitudes in mind of Jesus on the cross. Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That bucket of wealth, that good, he's got none, nothing. Jesus has set that aside. He's despised that. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Where is that? Pleasure? Honor? No. He's rejected those. Blessed are the meek. Power. He's got no power. It's like he can hardly move. He's got the no power. He's, he's rejected power as the highest good. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. He loves righteousness. Blessed are those who are merciful. God is mercy. He loves mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. Uncorrupted. Uncorrupted. In the, in the Revelation story about the, uh, the new city, the new Jerusalem, even, even at the end of our reading, it says um, that there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. There is a differentiation there between good and evil. And all of that has to be carried away from you. It's a rejection of that. Uh, We become pure in heart. He loves the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers, not fighting, angry, resentful, bitter. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And you think about the idea of honor. To be crucified on the cross is to have no honor. It's, it's shameful. You're a criminal. You're naked. And you're going to die a miserable, painful death. But for Jesus, on our behalf, that was nothing compared to the good of hearing what his Father said and doing. I hope this Easter that you have opportunities, that God brings you opportunities to experience this wonder of what does this mean? How, what do I do of, of a Christ risen from the dead? Jesus raised from the dead. What does this mean? And I trust in those experiences that you have that the Holy Spirit will help you listen as the Holy Spirit teaches you and reminds you. You will be reminded of the things of God. And I hope that you are reminded of the greatest God, the God who loves you and gave himself up for you. I think back of uh, 
those guys on the road to Emmaus, you know, when you hear the Holy Spirit and God touches and moves you in your heart, that you can also say, did not our hearts burn within us while he was talking? You're end at the lesson. Please stand. Let us continue with the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things, visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, in whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets, that I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come. Brothers and sisters, God's ears are always open to his children, and he desires to bless us. Therefore, let us bring our needs and the needs of the whole world before him. That the patriarch, all bishops, priests, and deacons will have the favor, wisdom, and anointing of God as they preach his holy word. Lord, in your mercy. That the church will walk in the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, manifesting the kingdom of God to a lost and dying world. Lord, in your mercy. The nations and peoples will carry long-standing resent will carry long-standing resentments and animosities, and who care? Excuse me. Who carry long-standing resentments and animosities will seek reconciliation. Lord, in your mercy. That those who are desperate and without hope will find the peace that comes only from God. Lord, in your mercy. That all human life, even the, the child in a mother's womb, will be respected and protected. Lord, in your mercy. That those who work in advertising, the media, and the entertainment industry will use the power and impact they have for the good of those they reach. Lord, in your mercy that we may be good stewards over God's creation and that he will continue to bring forth from the earth all things, all things necessary for life. Lord, in your mercy. Book of life. Hear our prayer and give us the grace to be faithful servants until Christ return. We ask this in his holy name. Amen.
As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what I have done, by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution, remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. The Spirit. What is going on? Let's see. We must be getting near to summer. We got people traveling all over. So uh, Bishop Kessler is traveling. Keep him and Karen in your prayers as they travel. They'll be back this week. Um, I want, to, I want to share with you just like a quick thing here that's going on. It's down in the church in Carlsbad, Christ the Healer. Uh, in, the, in June, they're having an event down there, a Thursday and a Friday evening, that is uh, intended to give an opportunity for people to come and hear the gospel. I want you to pray for that church. I want to pray for that people. Their church is located on this it's like the main drag where everybody walks to the beach. It's like any given day there's a thousand people that walk by. And they're taking a couple of evenings out, coming up in June, to say, come and hear the gospel to those people. And I can tell you, the thousands of people going by there, a lot of them need to hear the gospel. So keep them in your prayers. I'm just asking, just pray for, pray for the church, pray for the people. Uh, June 9 and 10 is when that's happening. What else? Well, we have a rummage sale coming up on June 4th. That's two weeks from yesterday, I believe, right? Two weeks from yesterday. And uh, if you could bring your donations in by June 2nd, and you can see Kelly Johnson for that. She'll be glad to assist you with that. we got a few co- uh, graduates coming up. If they yes. haven't graduated already, they are getting ready to graduate. we got Maggie Bonin. Aggie Bonin from 8th grade, I believe. Austin Reed from 8th grade. Awesome. Austin. Stephanie Ray from high school. I believe that's high school. And then Jane House, finally 10 years of middle school down the drain. (laughs) (laughs) 
Graduated from college, that'll undo a lot of good. Yes, yes. <laughs> she finally, she graduated from college. What, 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 what was her degree? Do you know? Communications. All right. Ah, praise so God. We got a college awesome. graduate here at the end. It's harder so, than you can imagine. <laughs> so if you see them, thank give, God. Give them congratulations and uh, pat on the back. Amen. I got one more thing, and that is I'm calling all acolytes. Anyone who wants to serve up here, uh, guys who want to serve up here, young men, young boys, uh, adults who would like to serve at the table or serve in some capacity carrying the cross, uh, carrying the gospel, carrying can, uh, the torches, please see Eric Reed or myself. We're going to start, uh, we're getting ready to put on a program to train during the summer primarily. And then we're also going to get a schedule out so we can start using a more full service uh, in June. So please see one of us if you'd like to be part of that. Thank you. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. You make beautiful things You make 
welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love Him and for those who want to love Him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little. You who have been here often and you who have not been here long. You who have tried to follow and you who have failed. Come, because it is the Lord who invites you. It is His will that those who want Him should meet Him here. Come to the table. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We praise you with greater joy than ever in this Easter season when Christ became our Paschal sacrifice. He is the true Lamb who took away the sins of the world. By dying, he destroyed death. By rising, he restored our life. And so, with all the choirs of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you are holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread. He gave you thanks, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray. Connie, Susan, Serena, Naomi... Sonia, Sandra, Karen, Tammy, Denisa, Daniel, Katie, Patrick, Ron, Bob, Henry, the Marines and Sailors of Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve in our armed forces. You can add the names of the people you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ of the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen.
Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. The Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Jesus died for you and feed on him in your hearts with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to his supper. Thank 
Alaska, flew down for one month or so, I know, briefly. Well, we're so glad you're here. It's great to see you again. So, And you'll be here for just at least until you have to leave a few weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Right. Well, glad you're here. Everybody say hi, and thanks for your service. Yeah. <laughs> Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who roam throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. As you go out from this place, always remember the gospel. 
that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself and not counting your sins against you. God loves you. God is not mad at you. God will never leave you or forsake you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and those you love and care for now and forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be.